Welcome to Talking Pictures Trivia as we venture into our sub-series, Talking TV Trivia. Whenever there's a TV show that catches our attention, this podcast picks a season and explores each episode through trivia. I'm today's host, KJ, and with me is... Tom. Dick. And I'm Chris. For those joining us for the first time, we start off each episode with four rapid-fire trivia questions. The first question is worth one point, and each question after that is worth one more point. Then, we follow it up with a theme discussion associated with this TV episode. In this case, involving Season 1 of Disney's Obi-Wan Kenobi. Chris, tell us about today's TV episode. Today, we're going to be discussing Episode 2 of Obi-Wan Kenobi. This episode was directed by Deborah Chow and written by Stuart Beattie and Hossein Imini. There will be spoilers for Obi-Wan Kenobi up through Episode 2. Feel free to press pause until you're caught up. In this episode of Obi-Wan, we travel to a newly filmed Star Wars planet called Dayu. On Dayu, Obi-Wan is able to find Leia with the help of a false Jedi. While on the run, and almost off of the planet, Obi-Wan learns from, from his nemesis of the series, Reva, that Anakin is still alive. In the final shots, we see everybody's favorite character, Darth Vader, in a back to tank, breathing heavily. It's time for question one. What is the name of the planet this episode takes place on? Locked in. Locked in? Locked in. All right, everybody. Dayu. Dayu. All right. Points for everybody. Wait. I want to throw something in here. It's, sure. it's completely nonsensical. When the trailers were coming out for this show, my son was saying some random words which we couldn't understand. And you go up to us and go, Dayu. And we had no idea what he was talking about. Later, we figured out that he was saying to carry you, meaning carry me. But he was saying this right before I saw this trailer. So I think he's clairvoyant and he knew what was coming in Star Wars. He's force sensitive. (laughs) He and Leia are both clairvoyant. It's time for question two. What is the first thing Obi-Wan uses the force to do in this series? Locked in. Locked in. Locked in? Tom, what do you have? I think he grabs Leia as she's falling off a building. Nick? Yes, he stops her from hitting the ground as she's falling from the top of the building. So she floats because she asked him to make her float earlier. That's a callback. And Chris? I too have it when he catches Leia from falling off the building. All right, points for everybody. It's time for question three. What does Obi-Wan say when Flea says, you're bleeding all over my floor? Locked in. Locked in. We've also covered all of the Flea media. (laughs) Repeat repeat the question, please. What does Obi-Wan say when Flea says, you're bleeding all over my floor? The original question was, what does Obi-Wan say when Flea says, I didn't know Jedis could bleed? But it turned out there was some dialogue between, but that's a pretty big hint i feel like i should know this it's what he responded to that comment yeah it's what obi-wan says back to the future 2 was a lot of fun wasn't it <laughs> so is three when he's driving the truck when he's done yeah yeah please the man what's his real name that should be the question flea his name is flea <laughs> his, uh, yeah in the credits it's flea locked in all right nick what do you have I hope you have enough room for my fist because I'm going to ram it into your stomach. (laughs) The running flea. 
Uh, Tom, what do you have? Well, everyone bleeds. Chris? Where's the girl? Ooh, Tom's taking the points. Wow. Everyone bleeds. I felt like it was one of Obi Wan's first quips. Everyone bleeds. Yeah, yes, I couldn't uh, remember. I felt it's, that. It's not a fun. very good quip, but it is one of his first. I guess he, it's not if it's not that memorable. He, he says Two of the three. Throws the spice down to mm. you know make everybody. I remembered the spice. I couldn't remember. It's time for question four. The person Obi Wan got spice from said she was what? Locked in. Locked in. Locked in. Chris, what do you have? She said she was Ewan McGregor's daughter in real life. Ooh. Uh, Nick, what do you have? She said she was also someone's daughter. And Tom? She was also someone's daughter. I'm going to give it to everybody. Uh, everybody? Was, yeah, it, it, the line was someone's daughter, and Ian McGregor is someone, Chris, so we'll, <laughs> we'll throw you that way. Congrats to Tom, our winner. We'll be diving into our topic of the week, Dayu, a new Star Wars location, right after this break. Join another Talking Studios production, Limited Lexicon, where we play through text-based adventure games. Text-based adventure games were computer games from before computers had graphics. The game uses text to describe a scene, and the player types back how they want to interact with the game. I'll read the text from the computer, and my co-host will feed me commands. This season, we're playing through The Hobbit from 1982 on the ZX Spectrum. Here's a quick sample. I thought uh, a lot about our first command, and I think it should be no print because we don't want to print things as we're going along. I think by default, it's not going to print. And even <laughs> if I did print, I, where is it going to print to? 1982? I, I would imagine if we go west, we're going to be south of the troll, right? Just south of the troll land. Yeah, let's try it. You go west. The troll's clearing. The visible... Oh, we died. <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. The troll, the troll saw us and killed us. So I think we have to say the answer to the riddle then. The answer is dark. Say dark, I think. Talk to what? Gollum. Gollum. Say Gollum dark. You talk to Gollum. Thorin says, hurry up. And we died. What? And we died. So we went northeast last time. So let's go southwest. You go southwest. Visible exits are north, northwest. You see the valuable golden ring. Oh, wow. Wendy in here. That's wait, wait. perfect. Oh, That's perfect. Limited Lexicon, coming to your podcatcher and YouTube in late 2022 by Talking Studios. And we're back. So, guys, we were introduced to a new place, a new Star Wars location. This doesn't happen too often on film. Um... We're generally in Tatooine, but new location. How do you guys feel about this new place? How do you feel when Star Wars introduces new places? You guys are probably thinking it's not a new place. You've read about it a lot, but I, I just <laughs> was curious how, how what you guys thought. It was new though, KJ. You you're not wrong. It was it, new for this. Oh really? It actually it actually is from the Star Wars role playing game in the '90s. But for the <laughs> yeah. most part, it is. For, yes, it is new. <laughs> no, but this is the first canon. <laughs> right. Canon introduction. Those RPGs were canon before Disney bought them, so I'm going to say they were canon then, too. No, 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 but now they're not canon. Anyway, it doesn't matter. They're, they're the new Disney canon. But yeah, it was the first time they were... I'm not, listen, they go into Legends for a lot of stuff. <laughs> yeah. 
first time on it, screen for sure. Yeah. It's the the look seems to draw from Ridley Scott's Blade Runner, and even to the to the extent where you see, um, I, I don't know language in, in Blade Runner. Blade Runner uses a lot of Asian, uh, excuse me, Japanese letters in its at in its atmosphere because it's supposed to be San Francisco. Um, there are Asian letters here, though I, I couldn't tell you what language it is, even if it is a, a real. Was language. it Asian or was it Arabesh? Oh, I, but no, I don't. Star Wars is Arabish, but Tom is saying that in Blade Runner they use Asian characters. Oh, they're yeah. like juxtaposing. Yeah, I'm, I'm kind of compare these yeah. two. That there's this sort of um, uh, otherworldly element to it, and there's sort of something kind of overly neon and hip to to the environment. Um, there's also a really strong sense of gutter, which you also see in Ridley Scott's Blade Runner. The um, that sense of people living at the bottom of something seems to be present in both of these worlds. And that's what I thought of the source. I mean, I, I'm not a huge Blade Runner fan, but I do think that imagining of that world is, is the best part of that film. In terms of uh, Dayu, um, I don't know. It was fine. I, I, I don't really find locations in Star Wars to be really that intriguing in any of the movies. Um, Tatooine's interesting because we have the two sons and we also have that great John Williams score. I think Tatooine has been made more by John Williams even than by George Lucas. However, like Coruscant and the lava planet that they fight on and these other worlds, I really can't distinguish them very well. I don't think setting is Star Wars' strongest character i really think it's it's the characters and these kind of mythical modes they go through uh i think dayu is actually very very reminiscent to coruscant oh i was gonna go there but you I made don't, me do it go for it <laughs> i don't want to talk too much about that though because it's something that we're going to talk about in episode five uh episode five of this little tv trivia miniseries so i'll kind of leave it at that uh, but I did like the fact that you went to another hive of scum and villainy. Very, very much it's a Mos Eisley Cantina vibe. Just now it's more city It's more cityfied, if you will. I don't know if that's actually a real word. Uh, but at the same time, I, I like the idea that there are these little dens where the riffraff and the ne'er-do-wells kind of hang out. And you see that when the bounty goes out on Obi-Wan in this episode, it's it's not one person or two people that actually get the the code. It's like all four people around the gambling table are getting notified and all six people at the bar are getting notified. And now it's almost as if the entire planet is coming after them. Uh, there's a famous planet in, in, in star Wars lore called Narshada. That's like the smuggler's moon. Like that, that's what this felt like to me. I don't think they're ready to do Narshada yet because it has to be epic because everybody knows so much about it. This is kind of like their stepping stone. Can we do kind of like a, a smuggler city or a bounty hunter city before we start to do or try to do such an iconic, uh, an iconic location like Narshada? I can see how people thought this was reminiscent of Blade Runner, the setting in Blade Runner, the city. Not going too deep into it because I'm not sure what Chris wants to avoid with the Coruscant connection there. But to me, it felt like a visual representation of the lower levels of Coruscant. So when we see the movies, we see the grand, the high floors and everything. But as you get deeper into the lower levels of Coruscant, things get shadier and shadier. And I felt like Dayu had that, what I thought the feeling would be of the lower levels of Coruscant. 
so guys I'm, I'm really hoping these deep fakes where they can like make people just be the other people get good enough that they can take this whole series and replace obi-wan with arnold schwarzenegger and then all of his quips are everybody bleeds <laughs> How old are you? You don't sound like you're 10. <laughs> Just all these. <laughs> it would be really fun. Though. Well, I, I, anything with Schwarzenegger voices overlaid sounds like a good time to me. To <laughs> get back to the, I did like the planet and the fact that we got to see a lot of alien races that we've either never seen or only seen in passing. So if you if you if you like stops stops looking at Obi Wan and Leia and you focus on the background, you get to see a lot of the different races from like the pod race from Episode One. So like the the dinosaur slash alligator looking bounty hunter that's shooting on Obi Wan from the rooftops gets like a, a a half a second shot in Episode One sitting in a pod racing pod. So it's kind of cool to see like that that one alien race that was made for a half second off film in 1996 or 7 whenever it came out they they decided to kind of pay off here and show you a little bit more of that that race which i always like star wars do, does yeah that's really cool uh, just to see them in live action for more than a fraction of a second and there's a the forlom is a bounty hunter that's, that's like basically a protocol droid that's not Forlom in this episode, but there's another one of those droids. So there's another story that can be told. Like, I only thought that there was one of them. I didn't realize that there were multiple of them. So tell me more about this droid that is not Forlom, but is obviously very closely related. What, what I find more interesting, actually, than this episode or even this world is the, the sort of fandom that these worlds, especially since they've been taken over by Disney, know how to employ. The, the fact that they are so conscientious of really you guys, you know, Nick and, and Chris, and I, to some extent, KJ, I'm not entirely sure how, how invested you are in Star Wars. It seems to be to a lesser extent than, than Nick and Chris. Um, I, it's a very, very interesting space to be in, to watch fandom develop and how these, these shows cultivate it just through their, their, sensitivity to kind of callbacks and bringing in uh, matter from earlier works into this own. Uh, I, you know, I, that I actually find more intriguing even than sometimes the initial material. Well, Tom, I'm sure you're about to gather a fan base because I'd like to congratulate you on winning this episode. You can find more of our content wherever you listen to podcasts on our YouTube channel, Twitter at Talking Studios, and our website, TalkingPicturesTrivia.com. We are extremely grateful to all those who subscribe, like, follow, and leave a review. Did you see the Decker cameo on Dayu? Let us know on Twitter, TalkingPicturesTrivia at gmail.com, or give us a call at 201-467-8679. You can find me on Twitter at ThomasLayman15. You can find me on Twitter at KJ1000-1000. If you'd like to get a hold of me, reach out to the fellas at Talking Studios on Twitter. I can also be found on Twitter at The Nicknamed. Join us next time when we continue with a certain point of view with Obi-Wan Part 3. Ding, 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 ding.